Stand firm with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Welcome to another week of Spirit Katana. I'm your host, the old man. I'm Ruby. And I'm Jadefire. And this week, we are venturing through 2nd Thessalonians, having wrapped up the first one last week. Um, and this one, also a short chapters, and only three. Do you think we can make it? Yes! Oh, good. I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> Ruby is less confident, I see. All right, well, let's give it our best, shall we? Oh, nice. I, uh, no, I won't give it my best. All right, so, starting with Second Thessalonians, chapter 1. Who would like to share first? Me. No oh, good. Let's see what you got, Jadefire. Verse 3. <laughs> we ought always to... I think we all have verse 3. I'm glad you have it. And your Bible. Verse three. <gasps> oh no! Anyway, I mean, anywho, we ought always to thank God for you, brothers, and rightly so. So, or, so because your faith is growing more and more, and the love every one of you, every one of you has for the each other is increasing. Um, mainly the thank God is the part I highlighted. Because everybody should thank God for, well, everything good. You should thank God for everything good that happened. Like, the tornado, we thought it was a bad thing, and then, like, it removed the trees that we wanted removed. True, true. This is why we're supposed to rejoice in all circumstances, which we learned last week. Mm-hmm. Also, I I think this verse is interesting, because it says, because we ought always to thank God for you brothers and sisters, and rightly so, because your faith is growing more and more, and the love all of you have for one another is increasing. Which brings us again back to First Thessalonians, which I think it was Ruby who pointed the verse out, but she was talking, she was asking about, oh, she was talking about the love that they all had for the people in Macedonia. Yes. And he won and he urged them to increase in it. And now he's writing another letter to Thessalonians. And apparently they've been increasing in it. Gold star, Thessalonians. Um Okay, cool. Yeah. Alright, so that was verse three. Uh, That's the only highlight I have. In this chapter. Okay. Not this book. Good. <gasps> Ruby? Yes. I've got a highlight in verse 11. Cool, because my highlights are 11 and 12. Did you want to read? What? Should I read verse 11 and then you read verse 12? Sounds good to me. Okay. 
With this in mind, we constantly pray that our God will empower you to live worthy of all that he has invited you to experience. And we pray that by his power, all the pleasures of goodness and all works inspired by faith would fill you completely. We pray this so that the name of our Lord Jesus may be glorified in you and you in him according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. What did you want to say to that verse or the verses? What what came to mind about it? Why did you highlight it? Well, because uh, like how it's talking about how that they're constantly praying that God will empower them to live worthy. Um, like I don't know, but how. God is trying to get all of us to live good and worthy lives to go to him, which it's funny that says that when to be worthy to go to heaven isn't that high of a standard. It's actually a pretty high standard to be able to go to heaven. Yes, it is. Being without sin is pretty significant. Yep. Um. You don't have to live without sin, though. We have to be without sin, which means we have to have paid... That penalty has to have been paid and be cleansed of that sin. Basically, all you have to do is accept Jesus into your heart. <laughs> Just because it's not hard doesn't mean it's not a high standard. Correct. For sure. Sorry. Let me rephrase. It's not complex. It's hard. Not everybody is ready to believe Jesus or follow him. Right? Sure. Okay. <laughs> it also, it's another time where he, just like in the first chapter of First Thessalonians, he says, we constantly pray for you. Yep. They're, they're praying a lot for the Thessalonians, apparently. But they're... That by his power he may bring to fruition, so bring the the good results of their every desire for goodness and their every deed that's prompted by faith, so anything that they're doing by faith. And why? So that Lord Jesus may be glorified in them, and they in him. Yeah. Alright, cool. Well, moving on to chapter 2. Okay. Highlight in verse three. Okay. Oh, it's your turn to have verse three. Yes. Three. It's a magic number. How is three magic? Don't. It's a magic number. How many magic numbers are there? It's from a show called School of Rock. Ten. School of Rock. That's not the thing. Chapter two, verse three. Don't let anyone deceive you in any way before that day comes. The rebellion must occur, and the outlaw, the destructive son, will be revealed in his true light. Um, I mainly like the end where it's like, whoever disobeys will be revealed in their true light. Because I know it says the destructive son, but we're all sons and daughters and it kind of means everyone i think yeah it's I, like mankind is i would agree mine specifically calls it the man of lawlessness but i don't think they are meaning one specific man just the man of sin basically whoever yeah. is sin 
verse 9. Oh, hold on, before you continue. Uh, with verse 3. Um, it is just nice to know that like anybody who is deceiving, anybody who is doing evil things, they're what's true will be revealed they will be revealed for who they are so if they've claimed one thing and have been secretly living another way forever it doesn't matter it will be revealed you cannot escape it you can't hide from god so it makes it possibly easier to let things go and stuff like if it matters that much god will take care of it sure and it's also just a good warning for those that think they're getting away with things for days months or even years yep they probably would be like doing that or some people might be like hiding that from people and trying to hide it from god and then they'll read the joe like jonah the big fish i think and they'll be like fudge <laughs> you can't hide from god nope you can't and he should be somebody you're much more worried about than say cops or if you're a child your parents or whatever yep the parents and the cops will still find out it's easier for people to be afraid of those things I think because they see them more often because if you're doing things away from God anyway you're already trying to like distance yourself from God so you're even less likely to believe in his power in his omnipresence mm -hmm. so you're like well what's he gonna like I don't even know if he's real so what do I care yeah Whereas, I know my parents are there, and they're going to punish me. Mm. Or the cops will arrest me. Yeah. Just like it's bad to be on the run from cops, it's bad but, to be on the run from God. But yeah, in the end, it's really, whatever your parents or cops are going to do to you... That's, it's nothing it, compared to God. It's nothing compared to being separated from God completely, and forever. Yeah. Now we can go to verse 9. Cool. Uh, the coming of the lawless one will be in accordance with the work of Satan displayed in all kinds of counterfeit miracles, signs, and wonders. I highlighted miracles. Um, with mir with uh, like just good miracles. Miracles are good. Mainly. Like, that's mainly why I highlight yeah. it. Like, I'm glad God does miracles. Okay, so that tells me that you have not read what you're talking about. Even though you read it out loud, you are not comprehending the words that you are reading. Because these miracles aren't good. How are miracles not good? The coming of the lawless one will be in accordance with how Satan works. Oh. He will use all sorts of displays of power through signs and wonders that serve the lie. And all the ways that wickedness deceives those who are perishing. They perish because they refuse to love the truth and so be saved. Any other highlights? Uh, yeah, I highlighted verse 12. So then all who found their pleasure in unrighteousness and did not believe the truth will be judged. It kind of connects to what I said earlier about how um, they will be judged for what they've done. Like, they're not just going to get away with it with God. Yep. Basically what I've Yeah, 
Yeah, and so that all will be condemned who have not believed the truth, but have delighted in wickedness. Yep. We should not be delighting in that. We should be fleeing that and pushing it behind us. Alright. Jadefire, any highlights? No. Okay, moving on to chapter three. Hey! What? Verse three. <laughs> what? <laughs> nice. But the Lord is faithful, and he will strengthen you and protect you from the evil one. So even though he is so deceitful and conniving and can do all kinds of stuff, we do not have to fear him. And we don't have to fear about being lied to because God will protect us and he is perfectly faithful. He will not slack off on that. And he will strengthen us as well so that we can endure the lies and deceits that may be put upon us. And so that we can always know the truth because we have him guiding us. Because so many people try to change what's true about the word of God, right? They'll manipulate the Bible to make it say what they want it to say instead of what it actually says. Didn't you say this translation does that a little bit? It seems to, a little bit, yeah. They definitely have a certain agenda with certain parts of it, yeah. They have a mindset, and so they read into it what they want to be there. Jadefire, do you have a highlight in chapter 3? Verse 2, And pray that we may be delivered from wicked and evil men, for not everyone has faith. Um, Mainly just the whole verse is... Why, like, why I highlighted that area. Um, it's um, good that the Bible is telling people who read it uh, that they should pray to avoid the wickedness and stuff. Yeah, well, wicked and evil people. Mm-hmm. For not everyone has faith. And that's and then that continues into like the Lord being faithful and strengthening us and protecting yep. us. So, okay. Then we have. Well, I know that Ruby has highlighted verse seven, and I have highlighted verse six and eight. Do you just want to read all of them? Do you want me to? That probably work best because our translation can change things. Sure. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we command you, brothers and sisters, to keep away from every believer who is idle and disruptive and does not live according to the teaching you received from us. Wasn't this all, isn't this like a lot? It talked about warning people who were idle and disruptive. Now it's talking about keeping away from every believer so people that are in the church who are idle and disruptive because that's the people we're supposed to be warning and correcting anyway is the people in the church but also says keep away from them because if they have some beliefs it would be easy to change other people's beliefs to theirs and then it kind of just but you definitely don't want to fall so apparently you definitely don't want to fall into the category of being idle and disruptive even like especially in the church because you're supposed to keep you warn them and if they're not changing keep away from them 
um, and does not live according to the teaching you received from us. For you yourselves know how you ought to follow our example. We were not idle when we were with you, nor did we eat anyone's food without paying for it. On the contrary, we worked night and day, laboring and toiling so that we would not be a burden to any of you. And that was also in Thessalonians 1. First Thessalonians, sorry. First Thessalonians, not Thessalonians 1. But uh, it was about not being a burden, remember? Mm-hmm. So you're not a burden to other people? Mm-hmm. That was, I think, part of the verses that were your application last week. Mm-hmm. So, so we just took chunks from well. both of our application verses. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, I already talked about the idle disruptive thing. I just like that, you know, they were not eating anyone else's food without paying for it or whatever. They were there working and helping while they were still teaching. They weren't weren't coming and getting resources because if they did that, some people might be like, so they just go to town town getting free food for speaking rubbish. Yeah. But like, it's easier, I guess, to focus on that. Like, these are good guys. We should listen to them and see what they have to say. Absolutely. So what about verse 7 did you like? Um, well, just like how how they're telling them to like, they should live their lives from their example. Hmm. Well, like, follow their example. Okay. Well, why did you like that? Well, um... I think it's good that they're saying they should set a good example and follow good examples because they don't want them, and how they just set a good example when they were there instead of just um, setting a bad example so that the people that they taught had nothing to follow. Um, But they set like a good example so that they could tell the other people to follow that example. Mm. And and I just I personally think it's great that it says you know how you want to follow our example like you guys know what to do we've given you everything so so you guys do know what you're supposed to do and it's nice that they're not just leaving them without yeah exactly all right any other highlights my last highlight is fifteen okay yet don't regard them as enemies but caution them as fellow believers I'm just like um might help to add like a few verses behind that but um I like how it's saying don't regard people as any or as enemies but um caution them as like fellow like think of them as fellow believers or help them like Mm. help a fellow believer Mm -hmm. Don't just help your friends. Help yeah, it's once again telling us not to associate with certain people, but it still tells us too that we should warn them, right? So that they could yes. be saved. Mm-hmm. That's all my highlights for the chapter. Okay. Shade fire? Uh, I, Paul, write this greeting in my own hand, which is the distinguishing mark in all my letters. This is how I write. I highlighted write this greeting in my own hand. Obviously, you would write it with your own hand. <laughs> like, with your own hand? Like, obviously, you would write it with your own hand. 
You think so, huh? Yes. Uh, I don't know if you remember, but there's been some letters that are finished off, and it's obviously somebody else writing Paul's words down. He is dictating the letter. And so then the person who wrote the letter writes something else at the end. But this was Paul writing it. He wrote his own letter. Wait, what? Because I could write a letter to somebody and have it sent to them by just telling somebody else what I want written down. And they just write it down. So, yeah. (laughs) So good question instead of just goofiness. (laughs) Alright, well, yeah, that was a short one with uh, 2 Thessalonians and um, some good stuff in there. Uh, but next week will be a little different. Uh, we'll see if we can't tackle six chapters all at once without getting too long with First Timothy. All right, but did anybody get any application out of... I might just stick to the thing you pulled out, like the chunk of both our applications from last week. Mm. I mean, I'm still wanting to try to be more discerning and all that stuff, but that's not what this section was necessarily about. And I don't, I don't necessarily need encouragement to keep away from people that are being idle and disruptive. <laughs> for me, there was more in there about not being idle. Like yourself, you don't want to be one of those people for sure. Um, and following the examples and whatever. Maybe that's it, though. Leading by example, showing the example, and making sure people do know what they're supposed to be doing. That would be good for me. Instead of being like, just figure it out. (laughs) So just being more mindful and patient in the teaching. I think that's my application. I could definitely work on that with my little siblings. Yeah. Jadefire? Um, thank God more. Thank God for more things for what I have. Don't just thank him, though. Like You can easily just say, thank you, God, and move on with your day without actually meaning anything. You should recognize what he has given you and be truly thankful. Mm-hmm. And, but it would help you to make sure that you're praying every day and thanking him. Mm-hmm. All right. Whose turn is it to pray? Mine. <gasps> what? Yeah. Let's close out, then. Dear God. Thank you so much for this day, and thank you for your word, and thank you for um, uh, us having the opportunity to study and discuss it together. I pray that um, as we learn and grow in our own walk, that uh, those that may uh, join us during it are also gaining something from it, and um, perhaps even able to um, aid us as we maybe make mistakes or or misunderstand parts of uh, the word because we do not want to do that at all. We do not want to get off course. Um, And just please help us to uh, not be idle and to be a good example to others and to actually follow the examples that we've been given, uh, the ultimate being Jesus, of course, Um, and to always just to remember, always to remember what you have given us and to be thankful for it because um, everything we have comes from you um, help us to rejoice in all things in Jesus name, Amen Amen, amen.